0: It works
1: just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by my bestie, The man, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Craig Ludwig. Even though he trash talks me, deep down inside, there is great love for our friendship. Hello, Craig.
0: Your bestie. Is there somebody else on today? You have a special guest? (laughs) I don't even like that word.
1: All right. Well, what do you want to call it? Friendship? Acquaintance. (laughs) Casual acquaintance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I like that one. I like to keep my distance.
1: <laughs> what if I'm buying? You don't
0: <laughs> buying. I don't think you even know what the word means.
1: <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? Jesus, don't you guys even have an expense account over there? You could sprinkle <laughs> one.
1: No, no. I mean, I don't mind pulling my wallet out. Yeah.
0: Well, the only unfortunately, when you pull your wallet out, there's. There's things in there from the 80s that I haven't been fused yet. <laughs> Them little round disc things you ought to try to...
1: Oh, man. No, no, no.
0: I'm silver loving- dollars. I
1: meant silver dollars. That's right. I am yeah. looking forward to going out and sharing some Frosties with you, my friend. All right. When you have time.
0: I got that on my calendar now, too.
1: <laughs> so as we record this, we are two games to two and back to Calgary, then back to... Um, Dallas, and then back to Calgary. So the series has taken all kinds of twists and turns. And I just kind of wanted to get your overview, a big win in Calgary, and then a big win in front of a raucous AAC crowd. And then on Monday night, um, some disappointment and I'll give my thoughts, but I wanted to get your thoughts so far on the series.
0: Well, to start with, you talk about raucous environment. Uh, the Dallas star fan base never, never disappoints. Um, they are behind this club 100%. Um, the Dallas stars always put on a, a great show, uh, game day activities and, you know, a great presentation um, that does nothing but but draw everybody in. Um, including, Including players from other teams wearing a different team jersey cheering for a different team
1: mm-hmm.
0: meaning his brother do you know who I'm talking I'm about?
1: totally the kachucks absolutely sitting in- it, it, it's it's really it's awesome that
0: brothers or sisters and everybody else can support family members yeah. at, at an event like this but if I if I'm an Ottawa senator I, I might be going hey Brady how about sitting with your family but but maybe not Donning a Calgary flame Jersey since you're an Ottawa Senator. Um, But again, support is support. So um, the one thing we know for sure is the Cuts, the the Canucks have balls. Um, So, um, you know, good on him, I guess. And uh, they, they go into a hostile environment and the Dallas stars fans, but anyway, um, you know, my thoughts on this series are, are for the Dallas for the Dallas team, I see the same. I see it from game one to two to three to four. Um, and, and what I mean is you have a goaltender that that is doing everything in his powers to uh, find a way for this team to you know, get to the next round. I see a 37-year-old veteran doing everything in his powers to get this team to another round. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing the game that they feel is the best game that they can play to keep them in the game, keep them in a period, keep them in a game, which I think sometimes lends to lends a little bit more on your goaltender against the opponent that they have. And then on the other side of the coin, I see a team that's getting better. Um, I I think that, you know, Calgary has an MO just from a, from a game standpoint to get better as the game moves along and they seem to. You know, apply more pressure and, and and things like that. Get more chances, quality chances. And I think as it's gone from game one through game four, um, I've seen a team go and, and come out, make a statement on the opening faceoff with a lineup with a little bit of a tweak. Um, I see a team that after their their star player took a head to the noggin and Johnny Goudreau come out and and. And obviously, he was able to shake out any cobwebs that he may have had by taking a shoulder, whatever, to the chin, whatever it was, because he was—he was the guy that—that really was during the course of the season the engine for their team. And you can see why he's in the plus 60s as a five-on-five player, and and in what he did is, I I think he's—he's that kind of player that can lift his. Lift his bench and his teammates when he puts on a display like he did. I mean, he was, he was all over it. And um, and you know, he, he. I'm not really crazy about the penalty shot that they were awarded. Um, I don't, you know, again, penalties is a whole different scenario or situation for me as the the playoffs roll along here. Um, but I, I I think, I think that Dallas has got to find another notch they they've got to continue to look for another notch and and that starts with you know the, the 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 veteran players it starts with um you know Robertson's got to get his game in order i think you know it looks like it sounds like you know they're going to make some adjustments and um and again are you making adjustments to make adjustments to your opponents adjustments or are you making adjustments to what you need to do to get your team going because as we know um they're going to need more than than a goal, goal and a half a game.
1: So, a couple of things. You know, the Brady Kachuk T-shirt. I don't know if it said Calgary. I know it was Calgary colors, and it had Matthew Kachuk on it.
0: Well, did did it not imply that he's a Calgary? It totally player?
1: implied it. No, <laughs> totally implied it. It it absolutely did. And I would not be surprised if the Kachucks play together at some point. I will say. I did love the family sitting there with a couple of Michelob Ultras just taking it in. And yeah, well, uh,
0: how about the old man? How
1: about Walt? How about... <laughs> how about, how about, how about <laughs> Keith just looked miserable during that Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> well, you know, they interviewed him after, you know, uh, the first uh, Stars home game and, or during the game. And I don't know if you saw that, Craig, but he was shocked that his son went after Klingberg again. So well, he, he was he really lived. surprised.
0: Well, because what... You know, if anything, what what Klinger has done, and again, he he needs to get back to what who he's supposed to be. I mean, i I think we commend Klinger on what he's done. and and you know I think he rattled a couple cages. I don't know if that was I don't think that was uh, set out from the beginning. And that was just like I said this last time. It, that, that was a response to a question that an interviewer had. And, and I don't know if he was prepared for the answer that he gave and where he would, said that, you know, they were going to target Anderson. And I, I, you know, that that's possible. I highly doubt that. To me, that's not the guy that you target on that team. Yeah. Um, yes, he's a good defenseman, and there's no question about it. And and he has some similarities to a power play like Klingberg would not should be to his power play um for the stars you know they they kind of are the guys that make things happen from the back end um you know but you know to go back to you know how keith is disappointed i don't know if he was disappointed but
1: he's shocked i think more well he's he's,
0: you know he's got to play his game you know and again good good for good for john by by getting some some guy that that and again i i said this about uh the year that the stars went to the finals when in series one when Jamie Ben took out Kachuk in the first round and that's that that was their spark plug. He's the guy that that stirs the pot. Goudreau is the guy that you know creates the offense and, and, and creates opportunities for who he plays with. But Kachuk is that guy and, and you know there's a lot of guys in the league like that and they they're valuable. Um you know when he had a I believe he got 40 goals this year. So yeah, it's, it's not like he close can't to a hundred points. In. Yeah. So you know, he, he's a spark club and, and, you know, you try to, you know, you try to, is he the head of the snake uh for that team? Uh, probably, you know, between him and Goudreau, um you know, those are the, those are the two guys and you know, his game. I mean, everybody in the league knows his game. A lot of the yeah. fans know his game and you, you can't get sucked in to that. And I think what the old man was trying to do is say, you know what, he's not playing the game that he was. And, and that's why I say that he got back, and i think that had a lot to do with the lineup that was started for the calgary flames in that last home game you know he he trotted out and you got to remember the the visitors put their lineup out first yep. and and then you're able to adjust to it as a home team and he wasn't concerned that lucic and lewis you know that line is going to come out and they're going to start the game and and so you know and Bones, uh, Rick Bonus, you know, countered with Jamie Ben, and and you know, I think if you can read anything into the little uh, opening fe- face off where Lucic is whispering to Jamie, "Hey, you know, if you want, I'm here." Yeah. And um, and again, I, I I don't know if that's the right thing to do um, on, on Jamie's thing to take on. You know, Lucic is a tough cat. Yeah. So um, you know, that, again, it's it's a momentum thing. And then to Lucic's credit, that opening shift, he was good. I mean, there were a couple there. I thought, uh-oh, you know, he's going to he's gonna cross the line. And I'm sure there was a conversation. I'm starting you guys, but I cannot be sitting in the box within the first 30 seconds. We don't want to be killing a penalty. So- and and I think that was a smart thing to do. And, and I think that also sent a message to Kachuk. You get back to your game. If If anybody's going to have to fight, not that anybody has to fight against John Klingberg, but if there's going to be any any of that part going on in the game, it's not going to be you. We yeah. need you to be part of that top line that, you know, that brings to to the – everybody brings something to a line and, and to a team. And and Kachuk is the guy, you know, that drives the net and creates chaos in front of the net and gives goaltenders, you know, problems, keeps goaltenders in their creases, makes them look around. And, you know, and, I, and that's what I said. I think as that game went along – you know, we saw that the Calgary Flames kind of got to the team that they were in the regular season.
1: So many things to break down with two-time Stanley Cup champion Craig Ludwig. Okay, before we forget, Dad Kachuk, heck of a player. Awesome power forward in his day. So, you know, when he's kicking back and drinking a Michelob Ultra, totally worthy. He deserves as many Frosties. And Um, not
0: fun to play against.
1: No, I bet. I but yeah. that was I'm sure that was a tough object to move.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and and again, he had he had those qualities and, and again, you you don't I don't want to say you put him in the heavyweight category because at the time and that day there were some heavyweight fighters, right? And but Walt could take care of himself. And and he, you know, he was he was a straight-line guy. He reminds yeah. me a little bit of, of Billy Garen. You know what I mean? I think okay. and Chuck and those kind of guys. Yeah. I was thinking of Doug to be, too. Yeah, they they scored 30-40 goals yeah. a year. They they can run you over. You know, Cam Neely comes to mind also yep. in Boston. Cam yeah. was probably a, a more of a heavyweight, but again, those kind of guys that are hard to play. His kids don't have, you know, they don't have the size, right? Um, but they do have the intensity. They Absolutely. they've got that that switch that that goes. And again, the, the the Kachuk for the Calgary Flames is not a he's not a fighter. I mean, he doesn't. You can, even when you watch them fight Klingberg, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Klinger held his own, and so um,
1: he's an agitator.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying he's not a fighter. He's no. an instigator. He's Absolutely. a guy that, you know, he, he likes to, you know, he stirs the pot. Yep. So there, there's a value, and he scores goals. Yeah. So, you know, he he's the kind of guy that gets people chasing him around on the ice. And that and, and I would think that before a playoff round starts, you always have certain players circled on the board. And you have little comments about them, and you have do's and don'ts. And one of the don'ts is don't get involved with this guy. He, he Here's what he does he's going to be a, a i don't want to say a brad marchant they're they're different players but but he's going to be under your skin he's going to talk to you he's going to put your glove in your face yeah. and you know and so th- there's the, the right guys can go ahead and go off the ice with them you know what i mean like the your third and fourth line uh, nemesnikov you know when you want to go 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 off the ice you you two guys go sit in the box for 2 minutes or 5 minutes whatever i mean that's a good trade off but to have klinger and and him sit in a box for five minutes is not a good trade-off for the Dallas
1: Stars. Yeah. Let's do a couple rapid fires before we look ahead. You meant, you mentioned the penalty shot, Craig. So went back and looked at the ruling and basically to break it down. Can't do this word for word player going in. If he doesn't have a, a his teammate to pass to, and as the rule states can only pass to the goalie, and is impeded from taking a shot, a penalty shot can be awarded. I believe the first was, I don't want to say completely clean, but it was a stick lift. The second did tug enough, and Johnny Goudreau is not a big guy. I personally think that it should have just been a two-minute penalty. I don't know if I would have awarded a penalty shot, but I definitely think it was a hook Um Um, You know, I guess it's referee's discretion, but I definitely don't believe it was a clean, you know, stick lift. The first one could be deemed as clean. I thought the second one did make contact um, with the body, but I do agree with you. It was iffy. However, I stated the rule on Twitter and, you know, Stars fans, Craig, they came after me saying I'm all negative. And I'm like, I'm just stating the rule. And by the letter of the law during Craig Ludwig's game, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a penalty shot when you played. Now I think that's a penalty shot.
0: Yeah, I, I just think it's a pussy definition. To, to yeah, I right. don't disagree. I don't I, disagree. I just, and, and and it's such a soft call. I. You know what? What they're what they've done with. Their, and again, you're going to get an old school opinion versus you know today's group of players and guys that are running the league, but. It, it, if you're going to get a, a scoring chance, you got to pay the price to get a scoring chance. That's our philosophy. I mean, scoring chances are hard to come by, and they should be hard to come by. And players that are making $10 million a year should be work for that $10 million a year. Well, I'm not saying you're going to break a finger. Back, back in the day, you could break somebody's hand and you weren't getting a, a quality scoring chance. That's part of the game. I understand it now. We've seen what's happened with the rules in this particular playoff, the first round so far. And, but I mean, a one handed flip of your stick that, that takes his off the puck. I know you're only 145 pounds, Johnny, but bear down. I mean, I, I've seen him go to certain areas of the ice. It, it just to me, that, that, that to me, and that kind of a game and that point of the game. Yeah. There's other things that, that, that are let go in a game that are a lot uh, tougher on, on individual players between two players there's a lot more things that are, are tougher, stronger, harder, uh, that are let go in a game. And again, it, it, it's, I understand we, we're seeing it across every series, I, I've never, I can't recall seeing these many uh, opportunities on the power play both ways. So, you know, there, I, I'd be willing to bet that if you went back and looked at every game throughout the series, with the amount of power play and penalty kills and things like that that there are, they're going to be really close to even. So they're mm-hmm. finding ways to make sure that we're calling it tighter, that's for sure. We're calling the rule book the way it's like you stated, like it's written. Yep. Um and but at the end of it, we're going to make sure that it's even both ways. And there and I I guarantee there's a lot of people that that love it this way. That's okay. You know, and again, and that's one of the things knowing you have to know this going in. You know, if they so it just makes a us – it, it kind of takes away the purpose of playoffs for me. Well, I think uh, they're
1: trying to change the dynamic of playoff hockey, and I think that's a mistake by the NHL because I love the added physicality of the playoffs and how the rink shrinks. And I say that because if you go on Twitter and you look at NHL player safety, like, for instance, Jamie Ben was fined $5,000 the other day. And there is a list of players that are getting fined, and I don't remember seeing that many players – taking on fines for penalties.
0: Well, hey, Jamie's finding a way to get on the score sheet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was my next question, bud. I'm with two-time Stanley Cup uh, champion Craig Ludwig. Listen, he's the captain, and you and I have both said on this program numerous times, Jamie Ben is doing things on the ice that isn't showing up on the score sheet. But we both have to admit that he just has not been a uh, large presence in this series, and I would say the same thing, Craig, about Miro Haskinen. It just hasn't, like, I haven't noticed them as major factors.
0: I, I will, I will defend Haskinen to a point because he is noticeable. He is coming up with the ice. He, he is driving things from his zone through the neutral zone. You know, he's creating things with his skating ability. And we talked about this last time, you know, again, I, <clears throat> he's not Kale McCarr. He, he's not Bortuzzo from St. Louis, you know, so he, he is a skating and he defends with his agility. And, and I think that an opportunity, and again, let, let's face it, Johnny Goudreau up until last game has been relatively silent and, and, you know, from, from us and his job is to put pucks in the net. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, that that there's a big reason why this series is what it is. And it's two two, and it's close. and it's one goal games with the exception of a couple empty netters. and it's tight. And again, the, there was a separation in the last game. I, I know that and and the shot differential, you know, fifty plus shots and and things like that. And, and you know, so I, I look at that as the the way that the 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 coaching staff and and the club believes that they have the best opportunity to stretch this series out. And as we know, you get into a game seven or six, but especially seven, the, the better team doesn't want to play in a game seven. The the team that is the higher ranked seed does not want to play in a game seven because anything can happen in those games. And they're they're stretching this out to where they're getting closer and closer to that night. Um. So, but for Jamie, you know, there's one thing I look at, and and I all year, and I don't, I I haven't looked, but I I would. I would venture to guess that Jamie's face-off percentage during the course of the regular season was in the mid-50s. I think he's an I think he's a, a bull uh on the faceoff dots. And I love it when Jamie Ben plays center versus a wing. Um I think it gives him a little bit more free reign to you, you know, there's more work. There's more work as a centerman. You got to work at both ends of the wing, rank responsibility. Um, I like it when Jamie can continue to play in the fly. One of the things I looked at. Jamie's been faceoff percentage is 39% in, in in four games, and everybody else, you know, the guys that take faceoffs, are you know they're in the, the 50s or right near it, or maybe a, even a little bit above it. So that to me, I just I just wonder: is there some injury that nobody's talking about? And and we've seen that year after year in, in all teams in the playoffs. Um, so and, and Jamie's got I think five or six shots on net through yeah you know through four games. So, um, but that, that doesn't stop him though. He, he's, you know, I think he's trying to be the aggressive guy that he, we know. And I think I even said it, I thought Jamie was going to be a busy guy during this, this playoff round because of their fourth line, because of Kachuk. That's who I thought was going to be the guy that was going to be involved in a lot. Obviously not John, John. Klingberg was definitely not at the top of my list. So, is there is there an injury going on here? I, I don't know, but but again, we've seen guys, captains, leaders of teams, regardless if they're injured or not, and you're starting to get at that point, you know where again it it th- this game obviously is critical. for both teams, you know, uh, the last thing Calgary wants to do is come back to Dallas, uh, you know, down a game, and and I, I think for Dallas it's the same thing because both of these teams have proven that they can win in the other club's barn. So that advantage, I think is kind of out the window, but you know, Calgary's got a pretty good fan base too, and, and they're going to be all decked out in their colors and it'll be loud in there. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a competitive game. I don't expect anything different score wise tight the, the tightness of a game. And the reason I say that is because both these goaltenders are excellent. I mean, Markstrom, uh, you know, I think the words came out, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, you know, he is a, uh, one of the top three for a for the best goaltender in the league, which is understandable. Um, he's had a great season. Ottinger, this is his coming out party. You know, he, he's been incredible through this whole thing. And, you know, he made that, that save, he made on Foley and, um, he's doing everything possible to give his team, um, you know, a chance to, to get that get that lead going late into that third period. But but you're seeing more and more uh, traffic, more obstruction yep. in front of Jake. Yeah. And that and again, we talked about that after game two or three, whenever it was. I, I just felt like Calgary wasn't – they wasn't doing anywhere near what they did in the regular season, being that, that team that's hard to play against at the other – at their opponents in, in front of the net. So I would expect that to continue. And again, for me, now it becomes uh, – so critical for the defenseman in front of Ottinger to make sure he's got good sight lines to some of these pucks, because he, they're, they're are, the first save is one thing. The second and third ones that Ottinger's having to make, to me, it becomes unacceptable. And, and so there has to be a bigger emphasis on the defenseman in front of Ottinger to eliminate the, those rebounds or the second shot opportunities.
1: You're listening to Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. He's the guy who loves to drink suds, Craig Ludwig, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Montreal Canadiens and your Dallas Stars. Okay, Craig, take us through the Stars' power play and what adjustments need to be made. They talk about adjustments. I mean, clearly they have to try different things. I don't. I, I mean, to me, this for a while, this power play was clicking during the regular season, but it had some major droughts as well. And this is not the time to have a drought like this. I mean, you have to take advantage. And it just doesn't seem, you know, there was one point the other night where there was a three on one and Calgary was shorthanded. So it's just one of those things where they're not even getting quality shots off. It's just discombobulated.
0: So we talked about Anderson. We talked about Klingberg. We talked about how they are, you know, the, they're the quarterbacks of the power plays for their respective teams. Did Anderson score in the last game? He did. And he, and it was a bomb on the power play. I believe it was on the power play. I am not hundred percent, but what did he do? He's starting to shoot. I think that John Klingberg, when you're playing against Klingberg, you know that, and, and this isn't just because of the playoff, this isn't just because of the first four games, the MO, For for is he is an unbelievable passer. Mm -hmm. I mean, we you know we've seen Sergey Zubov, uh, in his prime, and well his prime his prime was from game one to game nine hundred whatever he played. (laughs) Um, You know he what what Zuby did, and and you knew it playing against him. You knew that he can find the smallest smallest of lanes, to the to the right people on on power plays, but when those lanes weren't there, the, the way he opened up the lane. Was to take a shot, and he hasn't. And he had an incredible shot. And so now you have to start to pick between the lesser of two evils. Zubov shot from sixty feet away, versus that seam pass uh to Madonna, to Hull, to Newendite, to Lett, and to, to you know Keen, whoever it was. Now I think Clinger's got three shots in four games. That's it. So I and again he spent he spent like twenty six minutes in the penalty box. So, I think klinger has got to start shooting. I think he's got to start opening it up, and and I think even from a goaltender standpoint, when when Klingberg has the puck on the point, yes, you're 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 always ready for shots as a goaltender. But I believe that you, you know again percentages, percentages. He's moving it someplace. It gives you an opportunity to look around, find out the the the, the spots that he can go to versus coming out and and, and a. Like when you when you play against John Carlson uh, from the Washington Capitals, the guy that he passes to the most obviously is number eight. You, you give it to Ovi if always open. But what the way that they started to open that up is he starts shooting. They even flip him around sometimes, get him in the one timer spot and Ovi on the point. And and Carlson's got a great one timer. klinger has got a great shot, and yeah. and he can he can shoot the puck. And and it's not a slapper. He he can he can let that that wrist shot snapshot go without not he doesn't send a signal that that he's going to let it go I think he's got to start shooting more because again you've got one of the best guys in the league if not the best that can tip pucks in front of the net so I think whether it's five on five the five on fours I would like to see him start shooting the puck more Um, and I think that will I think it creates more problems for the penalty killers and they may have to start to overplay now all of a sudden he's starting to shoot well then we tell we tell our penalty killers you have to be in that shooting lane let let's get in the shooting lane because we've got one of the best guys in the league that can tip box. maybe we can we can squash that that opportunity we'll let them live with somebody else and somebody else and maybe that's how Robertson gets on on the score sheet jason robertson has scored goals this year on those, they call them POPs, pucks off pads, but but more of those pucks off a pad for a rebound. Just like Joe Pavelski scored, uh, I think it's second goal. That shot that comes off the pad, Pabs is right there and buries it. I think if you can get more of those happening, and even if it's Jason Robertson gets one goal in, in three or four power play opportunities tonight, maybe that gets him going. He needs, and, and it's not like Robertson hasn't been shooting. He, I think he's up there 12, 13 shots on the club, you know, so shot wise, he he's right up there with the with the leaders on the team when it comes to shots. So it's just he needs something to go in, and, and I think that that might be a way to get him started. So I would just look for their power plays. Got to start shooting the puck a little bit more, and, and I think it starts with Klingberg and open something up.
1: Be a raucous crowd in uh, Calgary, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Wanted to kind of take you around the league as well uh, with Spits and Suds. There's so many good series. We got Pittsburgh, New York. We get the Caps against Florida. Uh, Edmonton with an unbelievable comeback last night, only to lose in overtime against the LA Kings. Folks, the LA Kings, wow, what a story they are. That's uh, pretty awesome without Drew Doughty. um, And you just look around the league and all these series. Toronto on the brink of making it past the first round, but they still have to go to the two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa, uh, lightning for the next game. And Tampa is going to be a tough out. So it's just, I-, I am so fascinated with all these series, Craig. It's just, you know, I mean the hockey playoffs this year, I, you know, I know every year it's, you know, it's great, but this year just seems like St. Louis, Minnesota, what a shame one of these teams has to go out. I mean, it's just awesome.
0: It's, it's been great. And, and unfortunately, I, I don't know. I don't know how some people will say different things, but I wish it always wasn't in the first round. And again, you you look at the St. Louis and many, both of those teams are great. Teams. Yeah. Both of them have players that you want to watch. You you want to watch Kirill Caprizo. You want to watch that kid play Perron for St. Louis is on fire. And th- there are some, I'm surprised <clears throat> the St. Louis series. I'm surprised Dean Evanson. I think he's tied himself into flurry for a goaltender. I figured we'd see both goaltenders in mm-hmm. there. Um, it was, it was something that I thought Talbot had an unbelievable stretch coming into the playoffs. I, and I, you know, the newcomer on the block is flurry. And, but anyway, I think he tied himself into going with flurry, the, the Ranger Pittsburgh series to me, you've got the guy, what, what's ironic about that series is the guy that's probably going to win the Besno award. We talked about Markstrom is going to be Shostakov. And, and that guy is having a hard time yeah. for the Rangers. Now yeah. the, the play in front of him isn't very good. That That's a young team in the Rangers. I think they're learning how to, to survive in, in the playoffs, but who's the best player in that series? Only Sidney Crosby. I mean, it, it's what he does. So, um, you know, and then Calgary, Calgary did exactly what the coach for <laughs> did, what, what the coach for the Calgary Flames said. And he had said before the playoffs even start, I think it was a week or so out, like, why would you want to, Put yourself in a position to play the Calgary Flames. It's just eight days of hell. And you're oh, you mean Colorado? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Not yeah, and that well, in that and that Nashville series. Th- their problem was is they lose their number one goaltender and yeah. the going in there. Yeah. So I, I had said coming into these playoffs, looking at the way teams played, and this is going to get me back to Vasilevsky and and Tampa. I would I thought this was going to be the playoffs of goaltenders, and and I look at Husso and Bennington in st louis i i looked at talbot and flurry i looked at Wedgewood and, and otter uh you know and, and so i thought the the markstrom that's their guy vasilevsky that's tampa's guy i just think what's happening there he's not making the saves he's making saves he's still you know one of the best if not the best goalie on the planet i think he's tired i think he i think they play him yeah. I think Cooper has played him too much during the regular season. Now they've they've won two Stanley Cups in one calendar year. So you just add up all of that extra time that you play, and I think this is the year that maybe they should have given him more of a rest because he's not getting to some of the pucks that he we normally see him make some incredible saves. And I, and I think that teams that you know have come in and and been able to ride their goalies maybe 60-40 during the year and then they gain confidence, and and I was surprised even in the Boston series that they didn't start with with Swayman. They they went to Almar. I, I thought it would be different. And yep. look at Carolina; they're up three games to one now. And they're they're the up, they're series. using three goalies. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So so I just felt it was going to be the year of the goalie, whether those teams that had to use the most and and uh, you know and again you've got a former goaltender and. A uh, former Dallas Stars goaltender in Edmonton, and Mike Smith didn't. You know, he probably isn't playing at the top, but he was coming in. You got a a former Stars goaltender in in uh, Toronto, and and Campbell. Yep, and he's playing well. So, you know, I, I just think that the goaltenders, and and then again, the goals again are the goals four are up in every game. Yeah. So, are they playing good, or 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 is it that the penalties? I mean, the power plays. uh You know, there there's some. There's some they're they're lending this this playoff series with the exception of of the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames, they're, it, it it's it's tilted uh, towards offense, that's for sure.
1: Yep, yeah, and it was weird this week when they announced the Vesna uh, finalists not to see the name Vasilevsky on that list. It was unique, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm you know I'm I'm glad, and I knew he was going to be on the list, but I mean Nashville to me is not in the playoffs without UC Soros. And I mean, kudos. I mean, you know, he followed up a great goaltender in Nashville and just had a whale of a season.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, and you could see it coming. I mean, I think Renee saw it also. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Former, but this was supposed to be a rebuilding year.
0: Yeah. He, he saw it. You you can, you can see the changing of the guards coming along, you know, and, and it's funny. It was either, I'm going to do something with Marty Turco tomorrow and I, and, and it goes back to the Dallas stars thing. Like what's going on, with goaltenders in the league? Like, wh- what is it? Like, here we went through Bishop, then Hudobin, now Holtby. I haven't heard anything about Holtby. I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah, But but you look at throughout the league and the injuries and, and all the things with the goaltenders that's been going on. I mean, are they on their knees more often because of the style that they play? You know, what is it? Because we're seeing a lot of goaltenders uh, come through the league and, you know, whether it's the the backup, what you know, or it's the third guy, you know, so we're seeing that. And why, what's going on? You know, I, is it just a, you know, a, a storm of what's happened in the last two years, you know, with the COVID and all, and, the, and the games being so put together, you know, you, you take three weeks off and, and they try to pack in all the games to make sure you get 82 games in or 50 or whatever they're doing. You know, has there been more, wor- a, a bigger workload on the goaltenders? But it just seems to me like coming into this thing, I felt that it was going to be a, something going on with the goaltenders. And I think a lot of the series have actually Pittsburgh. Jesus, Pittsburgh's on their third goalie, and they're up three games to one. I mean, yeah. they, they lose their number one guy, then the number two guy goes down, and now they got Ingram, Ingram in there, and he seems to be, you know, doing just enough to get them past the New York Rangers.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and I wanted to get your thoughts. This just came out, so on the Cam and Strick podcast, former NHL. Oh, for I know sure. where you're going. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm not. I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you as far as the comment on it. I'm just going to ask you. Well, let me go through it. So Jason Arnott was a guest uh, of that podcast, and that's former enforcer Cam Jansen. And Jason Arnott had this to say about current Stars defenseman Ryan Suter when he was with the Preds: the attitude of Suits was night and day to Webbs, meaning Shea Weber. All he would do is complain about how come he's not on the power play. He doesn't play enough. I can't believe this guy is making this much money. Webs, he was night and day. He wanted to learn and was super respectful and played hard. Two different dynamic of mentality of players. Then he went on to say, I heard he was a huge distraction in the wild dressing room, knowing Billy Garen, former star, current wild GM. He's not putting up with that, and he's cleaning house. Now look at them. He's built a professional, a phenomenal team, and doesn't have all that money, money, and distractions. So, honestly, Craig, I'm not going to ask your opinion on the quote. What I am going to ask you is, is there a code that was broken in this case, possibly, or does it matter when you're retired? Or have no, the rules changed?
0: Yeah, there, there's not a – I don't think there's a code. I, I just – You know, I think for for Arnie, and Arnie's such a he's such a nice man. He really is, and and I think that for him to maybe when he went down that road, uh, there's there's obviously something deeper there, right? And and I think we there's over time there's been other players that have come out and spoken about players that they played with than against. And um, but again, it's it's not. I'm not. I I've never known anything about Ryan whatsoever. um, But I have heard. The same things. yeah i've heard it um but again i i trust in and i knew it coming just you know from the minnesota more more than minnesota not not so much the previous team um i had heard those things and then all of a sudden you see a a gm a new gm come in and billy Garen and do exactly what he did and parisian Suter get bought out and they're gonna they're gonna pay a price for that you know as they go down and and i look at that and and i, I look at that thing and say okay, you you guys, where, where the salary cap is going to be, what, somewhere 82, 84, whatever it's going to be um, the next couple years, Minnesota's working, after this year, they're going to be working off the salary cap somewhere around 72, oh, yeah. 73.
1: No, this is, this is the year for the Minnesota Wild if they want to yeah. do anything. They're yeah, going to exactly. have to make changes.
0: Well, yeah, they're, they're. I mean, they're, they've got a couple players there that that aren't going to be there. I don't know what right. they're going to do with Yawa, and, you know, so, but, but my point is, is that Billy garen has been around the game for a while and he's got Stanley Cups. He's been with a great organization. He's been with two, three greater Detroit. And, and you look at what he's done in, in Pittsburgh, um, you know, so he's been there and he's been uh, part of some general managers and organizational people that are very, very smart people. And there's a reason and I, there's no way that he didn't know what this would do to their salary cap structure down the road. And he made that decision with, with those two players. But I can say this is, you know, guys change change the way they play and change the way maybe they're in a room. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I have not heard a bad or I haven't heard anything or any comments about uh, Ryan Suter here in Dallas. And I've actually
1: heard. I've actually heard good things.
0: Yeah, and and so you know, and and I would assume that. And Jim Nill's been around a long time,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's been in a lot of those scenarios I was talking about. And he's he spent a lot of time under Kenny Holland, who's known as one of the. Well, it depends on if you want to ask people in Edmonton right now and not getting a goaltender, but um, you know, he he's a very respected general manager. And Jim Nill was with him and learned under him and now runs his own ship that I think Jim Neal is the kind of guy that will do his due diligence when it comes to anybody that he brings into this organization. Yeah. And I I think if there was any hint of any of that, uh, uh, just for this organization, he wouldn't have, you know, agreed to bring him in here for four years, especially knowing that you have a young team. I mean, you've got some young players here and, you know, Dallas has gone down a road a couple of times and brought in some players that in my opinion, we're not good players to bring in to have around young kids. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, again, that that that's, you can say whatever you want, but but I just think knowing Jason a little bit that there's obviously something there. Um, I, I know that we, hey, we've, I've had my little taste of the media
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not so much as a player, but after, and you hear things and you say things and I pretty much know, well, that's kind of going a stretch, but I pretty much know what not to say anymore.
1: Sure. So I, I try <laughs> to. to a point. You know,
0: yeah. Yeah. I try, you know, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you're still in the media. You're part of this podcast, right? Is this considered media? <laughs> I don't know. It's just two guys talking hockey, but I will say yeah, this. I think
0: anybody that listens to it, like you, I think they're, they have like a string and some Campbell soup cans. Is that how they <laughs> listen to this thing?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) I send it to all potential dates. Here you go. (laughs) And then they call you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but I mean, my point is, is that, you know, I don't want to put ourselves in the same categories like spitting chiclets and this podcast. I mean, my fear is I want people to be outspoken because I think it's good for the game of hockey. I love hearing the stories And I just hope that it's not, you know, made into this huge deal. Therefore, former players or current players won't be outspoken. Because one thing I love about being around hockey players is their honesty. And they'll say it. And that's what I love. And I want to hear more of this. Really,
0: at the end of the day the only thing that matters is the other 22 guys in the locker room. Yep. That, that That's all that matters. How, how we, how they all feel about each other, the guys that they go to war with every single night. I mean, look, look at the kid in Carolina, D'Angelo, right? I mean, he had, he had some issues and made some comments. I think it was more of social media stuff and, and Carolina, um, you know, they, they decided to bring him in and he's a, he's a hell of a hockey player and, you know, him and Marsha had some, something going on and, you know, all, all, all players, <laughs> I don't care who you are and how nice you are, you're going to lose it at times. It's just the nature of the sport, and you get flustered, and and things get you know you cock off at times, and and it happens, and it doesn't just happen in sports, it doesn't just happen in hockey, but um, you know when you talk to uh, people in the Carolina organization and even their broadcast people, who I think well before Johnny Forslund left, I, I think that they they had you know him and him and Trip. Um, are just uh, unbelievable uh, broadcasters, and those guys have had glowing things that I heard uh, about D'Angelo. So again, yep. it, it's it's about perception, I guess. But at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, you fit in with the the 22 guys in your room, and you know, you do what you're supposed to do within those 60 minutes every night, and your days at practice, and um, you're not throwing any of your teammates under the bus uh, as you're currently playing. Uh, you're good with me.
1: Real real, real uh, quick, before we end this thing, because I forgot to ask previously, when we were talking about the NHL playoffs, did you prefer, because I believe you were a part of both, did you prefer the one through eight and you play who you play, or did you absolutely. like? Absolutely. You don't even have to yeah. finish. Okay. It should
0: be one through eight. Because
1: Craig was a part of the Adams division, which yep. would have been Montreal, Buffalo, Boston, and Hartford. Yep. Am, am I missing one? No, that's right. Let's Quebec in there. Quebec, Quebec. Yeah, you're right. So you would inevitably see like Quebec or Buffalo every single time. Um, But you know, I'm with you, Craig. I like the one through eight and just play whoever faces you. I get what the NHL is trying to do with division rivalry, but I don't like that two versus three, which could you know, they they shouldn't be playing. St. Louis is too good, and Minnesota is too good to not make it to the second round. Yeah, if they get upset, that's fine, but they shouldn't be playing each other.
0: Yeah, and and you know, and and here and here's the deal: like this this format, um, this one here, I I think who is ever going to whether it would have been Nashville or Dallas? Well, Jesus, just asked Nashville a couple days ago. um, The easier path, and I don't want to say easy because nothing's easy during the path or the, the playoffs. But if you want to get to the conference finals, or if you want to get to the finals. I think it's, it's probably, well, we'll see, but I would think that you would have chosen the way that Dallas has gone, you know, to Calgary is a good club, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you're either going to play Edmonton or you're going to play play LA versus should you have gotten past Calgary? Now you have to play either St. Louis or Minnie yep. you know, so there, there's the path is probably easier to get to that next, you know, to the third round coming through here. Now, again, it's, it's playoffs. And so, you know, teams that you don't think, I mean, who would have thought that, that Edmonton and, and LA would be, you know, the number that they're at right now. And, you know, on the brink of, uh, of being eliminated, Edmonton Amazing. Um, to a team in LA that's yeah, they're, they're their def- top player on their team um, <laughs> is, is out of the lineup. You know, I mean, yeah. you've got a defenseman, you got a. A guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame defenseman that that's not going to play in the playoffs. Right, right. You know, and so Doughty's an important piece for that. Like, and then you've got a goaltender that they weren't even sure who they were going to go with. They go with Cal Peterson. Are they going to go with Jonathan Quick? Well, Jonathan Quick has had you know two-time Stanley Cup winner. Blah blah blah. Thirty-six years old or whatever he is. Peterson's been probably played more of the games during the regular season. Now here you've got this goaltender. That's you know he's like, hey, I've been here. I will do it. And a lot of that is like the hell with the young guy, you know, I'm your guy. So, um, you know, who's to say that that's going to be an easier route, but you know, with the playoffs started, if you could choose, and if you didn't have to tell anybody that you were choosing, which path you would have gone, you probably would have went the way that of the Dallas stars that are, that are going this way. Not that they chose it, but, um, but again, you know, it, it, it I do purpose. I, I love the one versus eight only because of what you said there, there's going to be some more teams, the the top teams will more than likely be left. There'll be more of them in the second round.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Not to mention with the LA Kings, you got a 15 year veteran as one of your top players and Anze Kopitar.
0: It's just, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. It it truly is. I'm, I, you know, I'm excited for tonight. Um, I'm excited that, you know, it'll come back to Dallas for another game. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, this is, this is going to be great. I, think that the Stars have to do a better job of putting more pressure um, in front of the net, getting into the dirty areas and just kind of, you know, causing havoc because I think they, you know, hopefully they make the Calgary defensemen work and, uh, you know, hopefully they can get Calgary back off their game, which I really felt that they did in games two and three where Calgary wasn't paying as much attention to quote-unquote hockey as they were um, the physicality. So it's going to be, you know, really, really interesting and Thank you, Craig. As always, you are my bestie. You want me to stop using that word?
0: Please. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I don't know of another male uh-huh. in, in my life that ever, has ever used that word with a well, man.
1: I mean, that's a huge compliment. That means that I'm not different, really different from the rest. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word compliment. <laughs> Well, you tell Marty Turco that Gavin Spittle says hello.
0: I I will. I will. I'm I'm sure he'll probably reach right out to you.
1: When Turco sees me on the concourse, usually I get a nice hip check that throws me up against the concession stand. So, yeah. So tell him I'm, I said hi. I'm
0: sure a seven year old kid walking down the hallway can't come
1: to you. All right. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to another edition of Spits and Suds. Go Stars! Hopefully, they can extend this series, and we will talk to you soon.